what's up guys <laughs> um welcome to our very first episode of my boyfriend the skeptic i'm brendan the girlfriend i'm jake the titular boyfriend <laughs> and um this podcast came from a big dream that i've had for a long time i've often been told i have a podcast like voice a podcast like way of telling stories and jake never let me be on his yeah I don't know. I guess I was scared you'd upstage me or whatever. As everyone is, truly. So I um, did. I begged her to do ASMR, though, so we could get some money from that. Yeah, honestly, we might open up a Patreon, which is a bit presumptive, but you might get preemptive. an ASMR. Preemptive. Presumptive works, They're too. fine. Anyway, your bonus might be an ASMR video by me. Or me. But probably me. Um, okay. Let's get down to the nitty-gritty. This podcast is a marriage of many things. Isn't Not it? us. We're just dating. But uh, No. Wow, wordplay. Yeah, I know. Um, okay, so pretty much I respect the paranormal greatly, and I'm afraid of it. I don't ever want to have an experience in which I see or hear or feel a ghost touch me, speak to me, whatever. But Jake, he does not uphold the same I respect. I think it's fooey. I hope the spirits heard how many times I've said I respect them. Um, so yeah, I think it'd just be interesting to kind of talk about some ghost stories. And you'll feel my respect for them, for sure. And uh, we'll see what Jake has to say about them. You will. You will. Okay, so for our very first episode... My good friend Emma Spears, shout out Emma, suggested that I talk about Abraham Lincoln's ghost. So that's what we're doing. I looked into it. There's a lot of great activity um, and apparition sightings. And I just, I like the Lincoln story we've got going. So we're going to talk about it. Sure. Okay. okay. So we got to start out with history. We know... Uh, Lincoln was pretty formative for American history. I think we can all agree on that. Some could say. He served from 1861 to 1865, and then he was assassinated in the Ford Theater. John Willie Book. Yeah. (laughs) It's Booth. Whatever. Um, Booth gang. (laughs) Um, Shot him through the hat. what I did not know before researching is that he's the most famous White House ghost. So, Yeah. All right, so the assassination definitely changed the course of, you know, American history. We didn't get as much Abe as we were promised. More Abe. You hate to see him go. But he actually predicted his death. So let's get into that. A few days before he went to the theater and was shot and died. Through the hat. That's, I'm not sure. That's a separate podcast. Sure. Fashion. Patreon. Yeah, if, if you join our Patreon, maybe we'll give you that. Um, our Patreon that does not yet exist, but stay tuned. Um, okay, so a few days before his death, he told his bodyguard about a dream that he had, he being Lincoln. Um, he went to bed really late one night, and he felt that there was a, a quote, death-like stillness about him while he was asleep 
And in this Isn't dream, there always a death-like stillness when you're asleep? Not necessarily. A lot of people thrash, snore. We know you snore. Okay. Um, anyway. So there was a death-like stillness, and in this dream, he felt like he had woken up in the White House to a bunch of sobs, like disembodied people just crying and grieving. So he gets up, he walks his way through the White House trying to find these sobs, and he gets down to the East Room. Which we assume is far far away. away from his bedroom, probably. We assume he went through the whole house. And he got to that room, and there was a catafalque. Which is? Which is a coffin for an important human, apparently. Um, I thought it was a rural caterpillar. Just a catafalque. That's a good one. I like that. Thanks. Yeah. Anyway, there were soldiers guarding it, so probably not a caterpillar. But maybe. You don't know. I don't know. Um, And he asked them who was dead in the White House, and they responded with the president. And then he woke up out of this death-like stillness. Um, And his bodyguard begged him. He said, you probably shouldn't go to the theater tonight. And he said, well... sounds like begging. Okay, well, whatever. He said, maybe you should take an extra bodyguard. He said, no. He said, I promised my wife we would go, so we're going. Freaking Mary Todd. Mary Todd Lincoln. Uh, she, she did some things. Um, Didn't she? Nice that we're talking about her. I have more about Mary Todd. So. Sick transition. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Mary Todd Lincoln... Mother of Willie Lincoln, who died the in the White Willie House. Lincoln. The late Willie Lincoln. He was <laughs> their child, who died in the White House in 1862, so that's only a year into Lincoln's presidency. And they had to Oof. live there for, what, three more years? You hate to see that. Yeah. Really tragic. But she became obsessed with contacting the paranormal. So, like, she'd invite mediums into the house, and people say she's conducted at least eight seances there during Lincoln's presidency. So, that's a lot. Eight seances in three years, we assume. I, I feel like that's a, a hefty amount of seances. I don't know anyone that's had one, but I feel like that's not something you do every night. I mean, when you have White House money. And that's true. First Lady time. Listen, <laughs> what is your deal about First Ladies? I'm not saying there's anything wrong with them. They have their own duties. They have to do stuff. I know that they have to do charity work, etc., but... We'll talk about later. Whatever. Okay. So, a lot of people think that maybe these seances sort of opened the door to spirits in the White House. Maybe that's why he, Lincoln, still walks the halls, because he does. We'll get into it. Or, a lot of people question Lincoln's role. In said seances. In the seances, because it was a time when, you know, you kind of... If you're a woman, your husband has to allow you to do things, as sad as that is. Allow meaning you need Give his permission. permission. Right. And he, he obviously like how you gave need my per- permission to do I don't do need a your podcast. permission to do anything. I need your help. Those are different. She's using me. Um, but a lot of people think that maybe Lincoln was also fascinated with the dead. In order, Be, so for in order him to for allow her to it. do those things, right? People assume that Lincoln had to give her the go, or maybe even right. encourage her to do those things. 
correct. And they did both lose their son. And that sort of tragedy, but I don't know. You probably look for things to cling to. You're like, I might as well get the spirit world going. Yeah, exactly. Might as well. Delusion. No. No. Why not yes. turn to something else that's there? No, that's fine. Seances, though? See, when I think about seances, I'm thinking demons or bad things. Yeah. I think scary movies have taught me that a I'm seance... I'm The Exorcist. Yeah, or like that new movie um, where she clicks. Hereditary. That one. They do some of those. Yeah, so... You know. I don't know. But I don't think this was scary. Or maybe it was. I don't have detailed accounts of the seances. We don't know anything about Willie's ghost. Correct. But we do know some things about Abe's ghost. So Abe's, you know, said ghost. No, Abe's ghost. Presumed. Implied. Okay. Not... Alright, so in any way. apparently in the years following his death, remember he died in 1865, the White House staff and people that lived there would say maybe they heard some footsteps, unexplained sounds, but there's no there's no concrete sightings mm-hmm. until the twenties, nineteen twenties. So that's okay. sixty years, years after he died. Sure. Which I kind of chalk that up to media being invented, you know? Like, you have means of communicating. There still newspapers and but stuff. But I think for then. widespread ideas, you know, to be like, oh. Or maybe Abe had to pitter-patter around the spirit world for a little bit. Maybe. Maybe he was in the theater and finally made his way over to the White House. Or something. Maybe that's what I think happened. I'm anyway. patronizing you. Oh. I thought we were having some good little discourse. No, I'm not convinced yet. It's the first episode. We'll get you. Just you wait, as our graphic says. Mm-hmm. All right. So the 1920s set the stage. Grace Coolidge was the first lady to Calvin Coolidge. He's a president that I don't think you hear about much. No. I certainly don't know much about him. Um, so Grace once said that she saw Lincoln looking out of the window of the yellow oval room, which used to be Lincoln's library, where he stood and looked out during his life. You know that? I do know that. I researched. Okay. Okay. All right. So, when she saw him, he was wearing all black with a stole, like a coat, I guess, draped over his shoulders to, quote, fight the Washington winter chill, Hmm. which we all have to do. Yeah, I I know that Washington winter chill gets me every time. Yeah, I've never been, but yeah. Um, Gets me down here. It does get me down here. It's way down the coast. Yeah. Okay, so he was looking across the Potomac, and he would have been looking out at, like, former Civil War battlefields, like, places he, when he was alive, he would look out and kind of, like, grieve or, like, mull things over, you know, just observing, as a president does. Okay. Um, And other people... Like, visitors and Carl Sandburg, who was a poet and Lincoln biographer, have also reported seeing okay. his figure and his presence. Lincoln biographer. He really cares about Lincoln, no. and I think... You know you what? Know what? No, me, I... No. Okay. Go Please. ahead. Go ahead. Thank you. This man's life is Lincoln. Okay. 
he's probably done talking about him at this point. You know, what's done is done. What's been told about Lincoln has been told. Lincoln's dynamic. I think there's a lot to say about him. Anyway, this man, he needs more to talk about. All right. He needs a new book. He's losing money. So you're saying he's... His family In order to do this, he's made up shambles. that he saw Lincoln. His wife's about to Get leave to the him. Point. He's a failure. Get to, tell me what you want to say. He sees... Sees... I'm using quotes. He sees Lincoln's ghost. He reports it. Writes some about it. It's a hit. His family's back together. His wife loves so him and respects him. So he she's never has this, before. He fakes Lincoln's ghost, essentially. He just says that he saw it, yeah. but he didn't really. And let me... Hark back to the first lady. Okay. Mrs. Coolidge. Mm-hmm. Grace. Don't disrespect her. All I'm saying is, and you got mad at that before, this lady, it was back in, in a time when, regardless of who you were, there wasn't a lot to do with yourself. But when she's you have power, you have a lot of time in the White House. No! She's chilling. She... Is looking for things to do. No. Maybe she thinks she sees something makes more of it than it is because she's in this place and she's bored. No, you know what? No. She has the president money. So she's got the top of the line everything at the time, which granted is not as much as we have today. But she has important duties she has to do. She's got a bunch of work. Philanthropic duties, yes. And... I just don't believe that. She has plenty to do. And you have a big house, so it's like, you can, you have a lot of space to, you know, figure out. I don't think you get bored. I just don't. All right. And with the Carl Sandburg, the biographer, I think, my belief is that if he's so in tune with Lincoln's energy, why wouldn't Lincoln's ghost show up? Also, he always has, he Jake always... just rolled his eyes so hard at me. <laughs> Carl, we all know Carl. He always has Lincoln on the mind. If I'm thinking about pizza all day. Oh, you just hallucinate and you see pizza? Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) I don't don't know. I'm looking around. I'm thinking about pizza. Oh, look, it's a yield sign. Oh, maybe it's... A slice? A slice of pizza. So he just sees... (laughs) He creates a lanky figure out of what? I don't know. The shadow was weird on the wall. And it looked like the silhouette of the Abe we know and love. And the Abe that Carl obsessed over for all his life. I don't know. We're on different pages, clearly. That's why we have this podcast. podcast. All right, so let's move on to the 30s. We've got FDR's presidency. Tons of activity. He served from 33 to 45. He went off. He did go off. Um, So, Eleanor, his first lady, Eleanor Roosevelt. L.A. Thank you for your service used the Lincoln bedroom as her study, and she reported feeling his presence when she worked just late at night in the room. Just his presence. Never saw anything. But they did have a Scotch terrier who would stare intently at nothing and bark furiously, and FDR himself... Every dog does that. FDR himself chalked this up to being Lincoln's ghost. And you know what that is? What is that? FDR forgot to take the dog for a walk, and it's being all yappy. And maybe it pooped on the carpet. So he would rather think, he would rather make people think that he believes in ghosts and think he might be a little wacky than just be like, yeah. oh, I am a little bit neglectful. You don't want Eleanor on your ass, bro. She goes, hey, maybe a couple of days earlier she mentioned seeing Lincoln. A couple of days later, the she dog. She never saw him. Whatever. The dog is like, 
freaking out. First of all, every dog does that. Second of all... Well, why does every dog do that? Because they're, they're dogs. They're more in tune with the spirit world than we are. If that's true, then why isn't a dog hosting this podcast? Some might say one is. Jake a dog. No, me. Oh. Wait. Anyway. <laughs> Whatever. So, moving on. Eleanor had a secretary who did report seeing Lincoln on a bed in the northwest area of the White House. Uh, when she saw him, he was sitting on the bed and hurriedly putting on boots as if he had somewhere to be. Mm-hmm. So he's getting ready to go out and do something. Busy guy. Mm-hmm. That's what she said she saw. Another thing that happened was FDR's valet guy, Cesar or Caesar. Um, one time he ran screaming from the White House because he saw Lincoln outside on the lawn. And I don't think Lincoln, he's not mistakable. I mean, come on. Classic. Big guy. The beard. Gotta be wearing clothes that are unfamiliar to our era. Or any, really any time after that. This was, you know, in the 30s, 40s, so. Almost a century. Mm, I mean, yeah, like 80 years or so. Yeah. 70, 80. Um, But yeah, I mean, I don't think you just glance and you're like, that was Abraham Lincoln. It's like, you know well, when you're looking no, at Abraham but that's Lincoln. Um, like, we can touch on this later more, but because his, you know, figure is so recognizable, mm-hmm. I think people are more susceptible to saying, oh, that was Abraham Lincoln than, you know, I don't know, John F. Kennedy. Like, his silhouette or whatever... It's very distinct. Yeah, it's very distinct. So, you know, you see a shadow and it just looks like a normal person. You sort of shrug it off. It looks like Abraham Lincoln, who looks unlike a lot of other people. You're more willing to. Well, I've never seen a shadow that that might be Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. Have you seen a shadow that sort of looks like a figure? Yeah. Yeah. Right. It looks like Abraham Lincoln. You're more likely to mention that. But. These are people who can make out... You have to see his face or his... I don't know. Do you? Like, every account? I think so. I mean, I don't know that they said I saw his face, but for you to definitively be like... Someone in power, who clearly has some sort of intelligence, to be like, oh... The valet. Okay. Hey! (laughs) Don't knock Cesar... Or Caesar. or Caesar. We don't know. I respect him, though. We I'm both sure he's do. dead by now, and I respect you. I'm talking to Any you. Any relatives, descendants that are listening, let us know how to pronounce it. I thought you don't believe. Why are you talking to them? Are you patronizing them? He respects you. Relatives or descendants, people that are alive today listening to the podcast. Oh. We still respect them. Yeah. All right. Moving on, again during FDR's presidency, Queen Wilhelmina of the Netherlands was staying at the White House. She heard a faint knock on her door around midnight, opened it, Lincoln was standing there, No. and then she fainted. I feel like if you open the door and you don't just see a shadow, it's like if you open the door and someone's standing right in front of you, you see who they are, you know who they are. And she's a queen. Credible. Not credible. Just because you're famous and you're in power does not mean you're credible. Well, I feel like you you have some sort of validity and you have some sort of reputation to maintain. Yeah, but what does she have to lose if she's a queen? There's no... She's not That's true. She out. did come... 
you know, I would assume from, from a lineage. But still, interesting. Um, so again, during FDR's presidency, this is one of the most famous accounts. Um, Winston Churchill was staying in the White House. And he always stayed in the Lincoln bedroom, like many of the male officials that visited the White House did. It was of just course. kind of a standard place to go, but it used to be Lincoln's That's where I stay. office. I wish. Well, not right now. I don't want to go to the White House right now. That's another podcast. Zoom me back like three years, um, then I'll go. But anyway, that is another podcast. Um, Churchill would often say that he was fearful of the room and during the middle of the night would get up and go sleep somewhere else. He was an eccentric man, though. Continue. So Churchill enjoyed the luxuries of life like we all do. Uh, especially baths. I love a bath. A lot of people try to say it's you sitting in your own filth. They don't get it. It is. That's not a You don't get it. So, Churchill was also known for walking around naked a lot. I don't know how they know that. I guess many people mm-hmm. showed up while he was naked. And him have a lot of common. Not a sight. Not a sight that I would want to see. Um, anyway... That's what the ideal male body looks like. Is Winston Churchill? Get used to it. All right. So Churchill walked into the bedroom after finishing up a bath. He was still completely naked, and Abraham Lincoln was standing by the fireplace. And Supposedly. <laughs> Churchill famously said, Good evening, Mr. President. You seem to have me at a disadvantage. He said that out loud. Yeah. To an empty room. To Lincoln. Respect. No. Put some... Respect. I respect him. What well, if you respect him in life, you must also respect him in his afterlife, which happens to also occur in the White House. Sure. No. I've convinced him already, <laughs> no. folks. That's thing sure just yeah. Let's get this going. But that's kind of funny that Churchill said that. Yeah, sure. He was a funny guy. He said he was good with words. I'm sure. He probably pondered that all night, waiting to tell the press what he supposedly had said. Come on, brother. Winston Churchill was, what, the prime minister? Yeah. We're going to sound really stupid if he wasn't. I I think he was. Um, But, I mean, so he has something. He has a reputation to maintain. His reputation was he was, like, sort of weird. He was the British. Prime. Yeah, he was the prime minister. It's not, he, he wasn't royal. Yeah, he wasn't. Um, but I think it's I think it's interesting that a man in power would be like, yeah, I saw Lincoln's ghost. As a lot of the people we've talked about and will talk about are. It's okay, but no, we'll talk about that later. Okay, we have another one who's pretty powerful. Dwight Eisenhower, in the 50s, told one of his press secretaries that he was walking down a hallway and saw a figure walking towards him. After a few moments, he realized that it was a pretty iconic figure. He recognized it as Abraham Lincoln. Never would have guessed that. Not on this podcast, for sure. Alright, so that's it. Where? He was just walking? Walking down the hallway. So Dwight was walking one way and Lincoln was walking right towards him. And then he disappeared. So you're on a first name basis with Dwight Eisenhower, with Dwight. but not with Abe Lincoln. I, I don't want to say Eisenhower. It's easier to just say Dwight. 
and then you I say totally I think Lincoln's easier to say that. than Abraham. If we're, if we're looking at syllables, <laughs> no, you just say we're looking at syllables. You changed it to Abraham. No. For, okay, bogus. He did what? Well, maybe, maybe he saw something that looked like Abraham Lincoln, and maybe he was trying to make conversation with the secretary or standing somewhere, and he was like. Again, he was a powerful guy. What do I say? What, what, I hey, think you know, I saw it should Lincoln be respected some of the things that he, if these people are saying, they're sticking their neck out to be like, hey. I mean, not... I saw something a little freaky. Really? Yes, they are. He doesn't have that much to lose by, by saying that there's... People might start solved. to disrespect him. If really, anything, you would. If anything, it will sort of initiate maybe some more patriotism in the country, bring them closer together, harken back to a time in which, you know, there was people making big moves to unite America. The Civil War. People making big Gigantic moves. moves to separate America. I'm saying Lincoln was. Oh, well, yeah, Lincoln wanted us back together because he knew. He had foresight. All right, moving on. In the 60s, LBJ was president, Lyndon B. Johnson, and Lady Bird Johnson. The first, other LBJ. <laughs> correct. The first lady. Larry Bird Johnson. <laughs> had a secretary that often sensed Lincoln's presence. Um, this story is a little weird, but um, Liz Carpenter, the secretary, said that she was watching a documentary on Lincoln's death when oh, a plaque. When was he a president? In the 60s. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, this is just what the website says. I don't know. Was there. This is going to be ignorant. But how big was television? I don't know. Uh, I think it was still black and white, for sure. Yeah, and like, when was the documentary invented? I don't know. Anyway, but it was about Lincoln's death. And while she was watching it, she noticed a plaque on the wall that she had never really seen before. When she read it, she realized that it mentioned Lincoln's time in the room when he stayed there. And she kind of felt a coldness, a sense of uneasiness. It just kind of made her nervous. Which, that'd probably make me nervous, too. Not, it doesn't take much for me. Uh, but that would get me. Wait, sure. so she was on the job just sitting around watching TV? It was nighttime. She lives I in the assume. house? I assume. Well, she's a secretary, so she's kind of like, you know, needs to be there for Lady Bird. Sure. I don't know. That's no apparition. The, the apparition ones are the better. The plaque, you know. If you feel his presence, you know. I don't know. Do you think that people can tell whose mm. presence is whose? I don't know. Because I think if I had my eyes closed and you walked into a room and I wasn't expecting you to, I'd still know that it was you. Yeah, and probably with... I'd feel the same way with you. Yeah. Because we're dating. <laughs> but sh- that girl never met Lincoln. Correct. And I think that's what's even more interesting is that you can feel a presence and be like, oh my God, it's Abraham Lincoln. No, like... And you've never even met them. That's powerful. <laughs> how does she... Like, how do you know what Lincoln's presence feels I like? I guess though? if you know, you know. I mean, that's what's kind of scary. You feel sort of a slight weight on your head. The top hat's been the placed top on hat. you. You start to feel weight on your arms. There's an XXL suit. He was actually really lanky. I was just trying to think of something that was like a tall man. Yeah, I don't know. I don't Sound know. all right. Okay, good. But still BS. Mm, whatever. So moving on, we so we did... 40s, 50s, 60s. We skip the 70s. Oh, we arrive at the 80s. I was going to get you at the 70s. All the hallucination 
All the psychedelics. Not today, son. That's where I thought I had you. Instead, we moved to the 80s with Ronald Reagan's presidency. Cocaine. Cocaine. Disregarding the AIDS epidemic like no other. Reaganomics. Reaganomics. Yes. So, a lot was happening then, including activity with Lincoln's ghost. So, Reagan's daughter Maureen and her husband would often stay the night visiting... And one night, her husband woke up to see a shadowy figure standing by the fireplace. And then he woke up Maureen. She also saw this. It was a man in a red coat who at first she thought was her father. Then she realized it couldn't be because she could see right through him. Okay. And is this Lincoln? They didn't specifically say it was Lincoln, but it was on a website that was all about Lincoln. So I'm guessing they left that part out. Did Lincoln wear a red coat? For the sake of this, we're saying she saw Lincoln. And she could see right through him. Um, why was he wearing a red coat? I could not tell you. I assume he wore like a black or a brown coat. Well, he, I, in my opinion, he was fashionable and that would be a pretty big power move. True. All right. Here is a separate theory to what had happened. Okay. Reagan's in office. Right. A boom of capitalism is sweeping the nation. That it is. Reagan gets her daughter, his daughter, come to the White House, report that she saw a ghost. What so happens to be coming out in 1984? Do tell. Ghostbusters. Did you just look that up on your phone what year it came out? No, that's common knowledge. Okay. Ghostbusters, coming out in 1984. Reagan... This is an initiative to get people to go see the movies, create sort of the new box office boom of the U.S. Because that's a time when people went and saw a movie three, four times. So this little movie idea is like a pillar of Reaganomics, right? I'm saying that there was a lot of initiatives to get people to start spending and to sort of get the economy to the way it is. Reagan, one of said initiatives was they stage... So his daughter see a ghost, you know, ghosts are on the lips. Everyone's talking. Hey, did you hear about that movie Ghostbusters with the guys from SNL? Why don't we go see that? Ghost craze sweeps the nation. I just, well, one, this is sounding a lot like when clowns were running around in 2016. Yeah. And that, did we ever decide that that was a promo for it or no? No, that was, that was just soon. separate crazy people. Yeah, that was just, I don't know different that was an epidemic much like the aids one that ronald reagan did not talk about you're big on that it's, it's a big so deal. wrong yeah anyway separate podcast i just don't think that he would say okay you know we're gonna put the white house on the line by saying that there's ghosts here when the white house vehemently denies ghosts they still do today they're like what no there's no ghosts here well that's different though because but if you're inside the White House and you're represented by the White House and you are representing the White House, you're not going to deliberately go against their will unless it's like people need to know about this. But at the end of the day, which apparently the White people House did not a... need to know about AIDS for some reason. The White House is an organization. So it tries not to lean when it does not need to on the extremes of, you know, a thing. I'd say Right, they're trying to be neutral. They're trying to be neutral, and I think the neutral answer to do ghosts exist is no. To save face, sure. Sure, yeah, an that's... organization will do that. An right. individual who 
the organization represents or represents the organization can say whatever the heck they want. Right, and but I they're think, risking something by doing that. I don't think they're risking much. Someone, a president says, I saw a ghost. It's in a magazine that day. Everyone shrugs it off because there's, who gives a crap about what the president thinks about ghosts? There's more important stuff going on. I know. I know it's not, you know, it's not his public policies that are changing or something. Yeah. But I do think it's important that he would feel the need to go against what the White House stands for in a way that is controversial and being like, well, I'm going to do it because this is what I saw. Maybe his daughter was just begging him to say something. Maybe she wanted some press. Maybe. I don't think so. For the new Ghostbusters movie. It's a good movie. All right, moving on. Another incident in the 80s. This is the last detailed account of the apparition of Lincoln's ghost. Okay. Tony Savoy, or Savoy, I'm not sure. We don't know. He was the White House operations foreman of the 80s, and he reported coming upon a, quote, snazzily dressed Lincoln. Lincoln was sitting in a chair with folded hands and crossed legs wearing a pinstripe suit. Hmm. Sounds he like disappeared right in now. an instant. That does not sound like you right now. Well, that's all fun and good. That dude, for his job, spends a lot of time in the White House. He's tired. He does a lot of work. He's always roaming the halls doing stuff, going from one place to another. I'd assume he's a busy guy, yeah. He's tired. He's walking through the hall one day. He turns, maybe sees something that looks like Lincoln. Double takes, it's just the pinstripe chair in the corner. I don't accept that. Why? If he's so familiar with the White House, which I assume he is as an operations foreman, he knows that that chair is there. He knows, oh, the pinstripe chair in the corner of room 52. I don't know how many rooms there are. And even if he thinks he saw some shadowy figure, he'd be like, oh... I know that's the pinstripe chair. And if he told other people who are familiar with the White House, which I'm sure he did, because those were his colleagues and friends, I assume, they'll all know, oh, it's just the pinstripe pinstripe chair. chair. It's It's not Lincoln in a pinstripe suit who happened to match exactly to that chair that we all know is there. So that's just not... If he's so familiar with the White House, then he won't be scared. I mean, yeah, I wake up in the middle of the night, I see the lamp in my room, and momentarily I'm like, oh my God, someone's here to murder me. And then I'm like, oh no, I do this every night, that's the lamp. I guess that's a good argument, but the guy's tired. You know, he's trying to spice up what could be. You don't think I'm tired when I wake up in the middle of the night? You know, sort of boring to just be in that place for a long time. He's trying to spice it up by creating stories. His brain makes something up. Just to, like, I don't know, make things a little interesting. He tells people to get some attention. He has a crush on one of the, I don't know, one of the cooks or something. I don't see it. Clearly we do not see eye to eye. On this. That's why you should support us on Patreon. Coming soon. Moving on. So that was the last detailed account. That was the last detailed account. Many other people have reported feeling presences, experiencing unexplained situations, sounds, things moving, etc. Jackie Kennedy admitted sensing Lincoln after she started major renovations in the White House. They say when you renovate, ghosts come out because 
their familiar surroundings have changed. What's interesting is that Jackie wanted the White House to be more updated as she found it, quote, cold and drab. But Lincoln was actually known for getting upset with his wife when she would spend too much money on decorations. So Jackie went against something that Lincoln would, you know, have stood for. He didn't want it to be redecorated. She redecorated it. So it makes sense that he would kind of come out in a time like that. Sure. Also, Jackie Kennedy made up some story, so JFK would pay attention to her and not Marilyn Monroe. While I do think she did have to fight for some attention, I don't think ghosts would be the way to do it. Why not? Well, if she's going to tell this little ghost story to get attention from him... It would probably just go to him, and he wouldn't say anything to other people. So why do, why do we know about it? She calls this scene, so he, you know, she's like, "Here's the ultimatum: either I ghost, you know, talk about ghosts for the rest of your presidency, which sadly ended too soon, or, you know, you come back, you direct all your attention to me when you're not focusing on the country, and I'll stop <laughs> yammering on about these ghosts." Maybe. Smart tactic, if you ask me. I'll start doing that when you don't give me enough attention. Talking about ghosts is what's going to. You're giving me a lot of attention right now, so. Sure. We'll see. I've never seen a ghost, and I don't ever want to, Spirit World. I know you're listening. Um, Okay, so last little thing is that people during the Clinton administration and, like, the Obamas, Michelle specifically, reported feeling presences and hearing odd noises. They never said anything about apparitions. We haven't heard anything specific since the 80s with the operations foreman. But I do think it's interesting that the White House so quickly denies ghosts. And yet all the people in it will say, "Mm, some freaky stuff happening here. I don't know. None of those have anything to do with Lincoln, so. That's true. They didn't specifically say. But... There are other White House ghosts. Lincoln is just the most popular. I didn't because research he's the most that recognizable. Ones. Yeah, and if you see something that looks like Lincoln, I don't think you're mistaken. Yeah, exactly. So you saw something. You agree? That looked like Lincoln. Okay. You don't, you know, there's no other president, maybe FDR in the wheelchair, but there's no other president who, like, you see it and you automatically know it's them based on the silhouette. Right. Lincoln, super recognizable guy. If you see something that looks like Lincoln, you're more likely to say, oh, I saw Lincoln. Mm-hmm. That's sort of what you concoct up. If you see something else, you're more likely to sort of, you know, shelve it as, you know, just the light hitting something weird, just something moving in a particular way. Right. But because Lincoln is so easily recognizable, I saw something that looked like Lincoln. It's quickly morphs into, I saw Lincoln's ghost because you're on the White House premises. You know, everyone else has heard about this Lincoln stuff. I don't know. I think it perpetuates. I don't know. I think the energy feeds off itself. That's another answer. But I think it's ghostly energy. (laughs) Which you clearly do not. And we know that. Not yet. So... There are a few theories about why people think this energy is sticking around. Um, We already talked about the seances. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe perhaps you opened up a portal or perhaps, you know, Lincoln's own 
maybe he had a fascination with death and with spirits that would lead to him sticking around. But a good one that I like to believe in, I think it's really cool, um, is that obviously Lincoln's presidency was during a time of great turmoil in the nation. I would say the the biggest turmoil. There was an all-out war. We're getting close right now. That's another podcast. That is another podcast for sure. Um, So, a lot of people... You know, some of the biggest reports, we talked about FDR's presidency. The most reports were happening during that time. And that was during World War II. And just, you know, a lot of tension in the world and, of course, in America mm-hmm. with that going on. Um, there was a lot of Lincoln activity. And then people like Harry Truman also report just kind of feeling Lincoln's presence whenever they're doing something really important, writing speeches, things that hold power over America. So a lot of people think that Lincoln had so much unfinished business, which he definitely did. He didn't get to see a lot of his own, you know, ideas and acts come to fruition. Yeah, he just didn't get to see that. So people think that he comes back when other presidents need his guidance. Um, and that maybe he wants to help other presidents. But when it, do the work when he never in got any to of do. this is he offering guidance? Well, people just think his presence showing up is a comfort um, and a wise you know, he was a wise guy. Clearly, he did a lot for, and wanted to do a lot for America that he didn't get I to I like do. that explanation. I do like that. And, you know, none of this was malicious. I don't think he was a malicious no, guy. He seemed nice great. Guy. I'll never know him, but he seemed great. I don't ever want to know your spirit either. I'm sorry. Um, please don't ever visit me. But, I mean, I like that. I like to think his energy is sticking around to encourage other people and show up when... Everyone's confused. And I think a lot of presidents could use some guidance. I know I know a current one that should be asking Lincoln to visit yeah, him. Help. If Lincoln visits now, you have my vote. Like, like showed up in this now. room? No. Or I showed mean, up like to Trump? This presidency. Yeah. Oh, come on. Melania, give us something good. Queen. No. <laughs> only only if you talk about Lincoln's ghost. Um well, all right, that's that's a fine explanation. Don't truly believe it, but I think if it, there was an explanation, it's I'd a feel it good one. That one. That's what I want it to be. Lincoln being a nice dude coming back, like someone who's in college who comes back to high school and like boosts the morale a little, yeah. shakes things up. Yeah, I mean, I like that. That's really all I have about Lincoln, but I'd like to believe that he still wants good for America, and that's why he keeps showing up. And I think we all need a little. Some something from Lincoln. If you love Lincoln, give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Yes, please leave us a review. Leave us a, re- leave us a good review. I mean, if, give us five stars. Yeah. You can leave us a bad review. Just as give long us as you the give stars. us the stars. Just be a buddy. Um, we're thinking about starting the Patreon. We are. Shout out to my sister Patsy who you know first donator. She really said that she'd be a Patreon donator. Thanks I won't. To Emma I Spears. won't hold her to it. I will not. But. It is some fuel to be like, maybe we should do this one day. Um, so we really want to do that. I would love if anyone, anyone cared enough yeah. to give me a story Reach that they to want to us. talk about. You know, um, we'll have a website. Maybe. No, we, we will. Oh, we will. Right. I mean, it's like a SoundCloud thing, but you can still message us and tell us how you feel. And I want to open up an Instagram if there's enough traffic i'm scared that this is only people we know listening 
And that's good, too. That's Thanks fine. for listening. We're not... No. Only thing Brennan's scared of is ghosts. Yeah, I'm only afraid of ghosts and, um... Heights and elevators, but that's for another time. Um... So, yeah, thank you for listening. If you're still listening, I would love to have some topic suggestions. Mm-hmm. Please. That would be awesome. Um, Just like Emma gave Tell us any one. ghost stories you have. Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll if you have on. a lot of paranormal experience, I'll believe you. I'll be scared, and I'll believe you, and we would love to bring you on, assuming that you live near us, sure. not telling you where we live. Um, um, do you have anything yeah. else to say? I don't think so. Oh, I. So this was a lighthearted story. I definitely want to do a more scary one yeah, next, next time, time. Something where people are getting thrown against walls and stuff. That the kind of stuff that's hard to deny. Hard to deny, and I don't know what the explanations are or could be other I'll than be working malicious my brain spirits. Muscles on yeah, that one. this one was a walk one. in the park. No, still not convinced in any way. Lincoln, we love you. We respect you. Abe twenty twenty, Abe's ghost twenty twenty. <laughs> we'll bring it back. So, um, yeah, thanks. I don't know. Uh, stay spooky. Yeah, stay spooky, <laughs> bitches. That's our, okay. <laughs> That's our sign off. Bye.